Yo, what up guys? Welcome to Faded Town, the number one Pokemon podcast in the world. These are facts. Look them up in a book. Google that shit. Go to your local library. Do what you gotta do. Um, if this is your first time watching, I know it's been like seven months. We're just coming back. Um, this is Mondays. We do one-on-ones with people of the Pokemon community. Um, <laughs> that with our guest, obviously, we have CeeLo's network with us, um, Luke Morsa. Um, I really appreciate if you guys like and uh, subscribe to this channel. Um, <laughs> it's been a minute, so I'm trying to pick it up. We're, I'm going to be putting out podcasts every Monday and every Thursday. Monday is the one-on-ones. Thursdays are going to be with the boys. Just I don't even know. I'm just going to have random people. Like, I... I'm sure Tate and Carter will be on it the most, maybe, I don't know, but I'm just going to invite whoever wants to come on Thursdays, so don't don't get attached to anyone, guess, alright, um, but for today, um, we got Luke again, um, we had him about, it's almost been exactly a year since Luke was on our podcast, if you guys haven't seen that, I'll link that one in the description, in the, in the last one, we really just hit Pretty much his life story on Pokemon. And he was an uh, up-and-coming YouTuber. And he's, he took the leap and he, he dove into it. And now we're about a year la- later and um, Corona hit. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about how someone that really dedicated to a really niche community um, can survive this Corona times. And... and I mean, he's still putting out videos every week, multiple, and yeah, daily, da- daily, still. Yeah, I remember I, talking I, I about think, it. <laughs> I think I've averaged one video a day for like I don't know three plus months now. If I ever miss a day, I'll do two the next one, something like that. That's freaking insane because it's like there's two type of people in this world. There's people like me when Corona hits, I go, "All right, I'm done." I don't. Like, I, what am I going to talk about? I don't. I no motivation. I I didn't put out content for seven months, and then there's people like you who went. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna put out a video every day. So it's pretty nuts. I mean, I had my doubts when I like when Corona hit. When we found out pandemic events canceling and everything, I had my doubts. I didn't know what I was going to do in the world of Pokemon for a minute or two. Right? I like, we were doing podcasts about freaking Animal Crossing. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what do we even talk about? I was like, I mean, and you you don't, you don't realize how much like Pokemon revolves around your life when you were, especially because at that point, that's mid season. We're in the thick of it. We're literally going to a regional every other weekend, if not every weekend. And like, it's just new content over and over. It's so, it's like given, handed over to you. Here, here, this regional happened, this happened, let's talk about it. And then yeah. it went to... Like a regional, a regional happens and you're like, here, here you get a few thousand free views because this regional mm-hmm. happened. Like if you, if you are like a competent person, people know you already online and you cover regional events, like here's free content. Yep. Like, yeah. you, no work. You just go, you pop up the Limitless page, and, like, obviously the better of an analyst you are, the more people want to watch and watch mm-hmm. you the whole thing. 
uh, which is where like people like myself and Tricky Jim and Pokestats and things like that come in. Um, like I'm, I'm not trying. I don't want to undersell it and say like any average Joe from the street can go on Limitless <laughs> and say here's a tournament and get three thousand views. But um, if you know what you're talking about and you've been in the game for a while, it's basically free content. Yeah, it was, and then that's all gone. <laughs> yeah, like you didn't realize it either. Like I, I think we all took uh, that for granted. We all just looked at it. It was like, all right, well, this is what we're going to talk about because this is our lives, basically. And mm-hmm. then that got shut off, and then it was like, well, at least for me, I was like, I can sit here and pretend. I can pretend that I am having fun playing Pokemon uh, PTCGO, that I'm buying packs, and and I'm playing all these stupid games, and we can talk about how these online tournaments matter, and all this stuff, or... I can be real and go, I'm not touching any of this. And I, I don't, like, the online tournament, like, PTCGO, I'm, I've always been an advocate of how shitty it is. And um, I just, I've always hated it. I, I hate it to this day. Um, I always talk about how Zul and, and fucking Mahone, how they, how they sit there for eight hours on a stream. They should be paid like a lot more because that shit is just fucking numbing. Was, and yeah, I, the, people the only watching time I ever stream, the only time I ever stream PTCGO, I'd say for more than four hours at a time is if I'm in a tournament right. because then it doesn't, I don't really notice that it's PTCGO because I'm actually competing against real people. Right. I think I, I like the tournament. I've been so cut off. Because, like, I went to a dark place. I went into, like... I don't... To be honest, for the last seven months, I don't know what I fucking did. I don't know... I didn't fucking do anything. And mm. then I come back, and they're like... Everyone's like, there's a tournament every day. And I'm like... That's, yeah. That's pretty dope. Because... Yeah, the community really picked up. Yeah. Because, like, when it first started, we... I threw off my own tournament, which I think that really killed me. Because, like... I pretty much did that whole tournament by myself, and I tried to edit, make videos for every day, and there was like six hours of of games, and I'm editing it, and I'm like, what am I doing? And like, yeah, I don't know. It was just a lot of work for like for nothing, basically. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what? Like, this is it. This is what we're doing. We're going to do these little tournaments for the next who knows how long this is going to take. And um, I just got over it and I left. And then, um, I don't know, I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, I don't know who this person is. I don't know what happened. Uh, I started talking to my Pokemon friends again and they're like, dude, you just got to get back on the horse. And I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. And I looked around and a lot has happened. There's a lot of the community is dope as fuck. I can't I can't believe that these tournaments have j- popped off and like people like you have been there for like I know that sounds like cr- crazy like you're you're a support system, you know, but like you've been there. People like to watch your content yeah. and you're like, I'm a const like people like me are like a constant mm-hmm. kind of what you're saying. Like yeah. And I wasn't sure if that was going to happen, not only with myself, but with everybody. Like, uh, Mahone is, like, full-time Pokemon. Like, that's his career and life and living right now. 
and I was like worried for people like that because I have I'm still like I'm 26, but like I'm still in grad school and I'm I still live at home with my mom and grandma. So like Pokemon is like an income, but I don't have to have a full time income right now. Right. And honestly, Pokemon didn't even become an income until the pandemic, which is ironic. <laughs> um, That's crazy. Um, and I, when this all started, I was like, well, is my channel just like, cause I had just started growing mm-hmm. like at we in a minute when I'm done with this, if you want, we could just like set the scene, like where, what happened when the pandemic hit. Yeah, kind of I mean, you can me. jump right into it. Just jump but, into that stuff. Uh, on Mahone, what I was talking about, like people like him, I was like, damn, or is he going to like have to go back to his old job? Right. Like is Pokemon just going to be dead until like the world goes back to normal? Like mm-hmm. are people even going to watch his ptc geo deck profiles if there's no competitive scene yeah um and that's what i was kind of thinking but um it's been nice that there are these constants in the community that people no matter if it's pandemic or not pandemic uh no matter what kind of world we're living in people can go on youtube and see like you know entertainment from their favorite creators most of the time yeah um so yeah like you said the community's been really great and uh people like ethan who uh, started the Hexter tournament? Mm-hmm. Like he's just a high school kid, and which is I don't I don't know if you watched my video where we kind of talked about how it started. I had him on the channel sometime in the summer, um, and basically he was running tournament. He was just started streaming Pokemon, like he was just some guy streaming PTCGO, right? And his friends were like, "Hey, why don't we just run a tournament like on Battlefire or something?" Or challenge so like he was like all right let's throw a dozen of us in there we'll all throw packs and we'll play and that's how the hexter series started that's, that's nuts and it was just a natural thing he nobody involved ever wanted it to be like a community-wide thing nobody planned on this being like something people look forward to every week like i'm playing in it when we're done recording this podcast it's just nuts. <laughs> um and like it was crazy that it started as like this 10 they if they were lucky they got 12 people to play in it now it's and like now, 400 or something crazy it, 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 it's been it's been between 100 and 250 i think every week most. Yeah, yeah. Tw- uh, twice a week twice a week that's it in the summer in the summer it was three times a week and ethan had to stop because of high school yeah. for the school year it was it was monday wednesday friday and i think they were getting over 100 every night once darkness ablaze came out that's insane it's so crazy. Um, yeah, like that was like just a spark in the community. Between that and then everything, just literally everything Limitless does. Yeah. Um, just they can, they like it. They're literally like a godsend for this community. It's a play.limitlesstcg.com. Like that website is just like my dream come true mm-hmm. like you can click on a tournament and as round one starts you can see what everybody's playing they already have the meta shares broken down they have win percentages updating by the round like it is nuts the whole i don't know they've always done insane stuff they've always done good stuff they've yeah always done stuff and it's like like we don't even deserve that shit <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I always like it, like, when I got on that website, I'm like, alright, this is amazing, this is perfect, and then, like, every time there's something new that comes out, I'm like, how, like, it just gets better, it just gets better. Yeah. And My mom the other day, so, she's like, um, she's been playing in these online tournaments a lot, and 
they've really kept her competitive drive going because she plays because she's a competitive person. Okay. And like, if there was no competition going on, I'm not sure if she would be interested in Pokemon right now. Um, and I'm very, I'm very competitive too. I probably would have dipped out at some point over the pandemic if I didn't have a channel and like, par- I wasn't part of the community and Pokestats and everything. But like, she was like, "Why is this Limitless site free?" Like, yes, yes. <laughs> like, I look at that. Like, thought, I was like, "What?" <laughs> Why can we just go on and use this? Because yeah. like she was using it for tournaments and not even looking at all the data. She was she needed a list for an expanded tournament or something. Yeah. I'm like literally go on there and you can see all like 150 people's lists from the last tournament. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> and it's just wild. Like it's wild for even me to think about, but for someone who grew up without the technology, she's like, "How is this a thing?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like when. The whole thing, the limitless, when I click on a tournament or when a live event happens, it's like the day after it's like, here's everyone's stuck list and how it all went. And I'm like, yeah, it is insane that they did that. They just do that because they want to. Yeah. And because of that, I was able to do um, my recent best decks in the format video. I was able to use actual data to show what the best decks are now. Like, it's no longer opinion, which I think most of the content creators' opinions would have been fairly close Close to the actual statistics. But now for people, especially that are newer and don't know, huh, can I trust Azul to know what the best decks are? Can I trust Luke to know what the best decks are? We're like, here's the best decks and here's the data that shows it. So, Mm -hmm. like, if you want to know what's doing good and not my opinion, here you go. And this is all possible because limitless collects every bit of data yep. from the people who play in their tournaments and it's so sick i think it's like i think your 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 content's always been driven by data though and yeah i really really started with the data but then i kind of i had to back off of it a little bit to grow a bit of a bigger base because getting hit with like the statistical analysis and the data and right stuff away. is hard right away for the casual base I agree. so like i've kind of like been holding everybody's hand getting into <laughs> like, hey I've, i'm gonna do a pack opening now no. <laughs> which pack opening but i stuffed like statistics uh, note cards into the pack <laughs> but did you know that this card actually sucks <laughs> i know this card yeah, is worth I... uh five grand but it's actually dog shit. <laughs> when, when I open packs, I have to like try to limit myself from uh, talking about how good the card is or how bad the card right. is. We were just talking. We were, uh, I had Josh on. We were talking about that. Cause, like, Josh Hatter, right? Mm-hmm. And we just like... Because like, the collector scene has, has developed into like its own entity at this point. And it doesn't matter what scene you're from. You're you're breaking a box at this point, <laughs> and yeah. like we you watch that stuff and you're like they're like get excited over all these cards and like as a competitor you're like that that's that's a mega pidgeot like yeah <laughs> what what are, what are we happy about I mean I'm not gonna lie I was picking up mega pidgeots all pandemic I got into <laughs> investing in Pokemon cards Dude, I have no problem March. with that I think investing <laughs> is super smart it's just like. As a competitive player and as someone that's been playing this game for five months, when I watch a person that knows nothing about the game it yeah. go, get very excited for a Venusaur EX, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I open a Venusaur EX, I leave that shit on the table. <laughs> and I <walk laughs> just put it back into the pack yes! and toss it. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, but like, 
how stupid do we look at this point? Because like, yeah, VSR EX is probably like three hundred dollars or some shit right now. And you're like, <laughs> I forget who it was. It might have been somebody from the. I think it might. I think it was somebody from the Heat Factory podcast that said they did a flipper rip or is it ripper yeah, flip? Yes. When you they did a ripper flip with uh, prize packs from a League Cup in 2016, and they ripped an Evolution's Hollow Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, this was four years ago, and the card was twenty bucks, and now it's selling on eBay for two hundred, which is insane. We did a flip and rip. I know we ripped some like really good card right in half. I remember <laughs> doing that shit. The good old days when you just open packs for views. I don't know. Yeah, it's just crazy. I think I don't know. I think almost it's smart. Like if you're. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever just go, let me sell out and just fucking open packs? Um, I mean, I've done... Okay, so I've done two pack opening videos so far. Um, I really enjoy watching pack opening people that also have a personality and talk about other things. Um, so personally, I, I recently invested in like an actual dlsr camera so i can do things like that like show off parts of my collection open boxes um i was mentioning to you before we started that my power adapter actually burn out and they're sold out <laughs> everywhere so i'm back to the logitech webcam right now but we're working on getting the dlsr uh back up and running um but yeah i i'd like to open packs but i never want to make that my whole channel like right. at most i'd probably open a box once a week or something um <laughs> I think it's smart. I think it's really smart. Um, I think it's booming. Um, the only thing, the one thing I hate is like when you get this, like, I'm going to open 6,000 packs. You think I'm going to get something good? It's like, yeah, <laughs> like, let me get some Obviously. real risk. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to Walmart. I'm getting one pack. Let's yeah. see, you know. And Trainer like, Chip does that on TikTok, dude. That's way, that's way <laughs> better for dude. me. You know, I never thought in, in 2020 I'd be saying, "Yeah, Trader Chip." You know, Chip <laughs> Ritchie has a boom in TikTok right now. That's so dope. <laughs> I think TikTok is like super sick. I TikTok's think... cool. I, I started TikToking and my phone broke, but I just got a new one, so we're it's back like, in there. Got to get right back on. I think TikTok's where it's at. I think that's especially like I I like that idea. I was talking to Roll about that. I was like, this whole like. Let me open sixteen boxes and guess what, dude? I got a, I got a, I got a shiny Charizard. No way, dude. You're telling <laughs> me you opened sixteen boxes, you got a shiny Charizard? No way. But like, how exciting would it be if like Trainer Trip gets one pack and gets the Charizard? Like, yeah, I'm so more something. so much more hype for that. Like, yeah, everything's so bigger. The risk, the reward. <laughs> I know it's like only one pack. It's like you could get absolutely nothing and then your content's mm -hmm. crap, but it's like I'd rather I don't know. I think it gets so saturated with like I'm gonna open every pack in the universe and we'll finally I'll get good content because I'm guaranteed to get something. Yeah. It'd be dope to see someone open six thousand packs and get fucking nothing. <laughs> I watched that video. <laughs> that one i'm like wait a minute you're telling me you didn't get you didn't All get the charizard <laughs> wait a minute i want to watch that that'd one. be good the vivid uh. voltage uh pull rates are actually pretty exciting to watch for though because like i think uh so danny o from uh mm -hmm. danny phantom the youtube oh, channel by the way it. 
Oh, killing it! Straight out, it's the, he's the most modest guy. He gets up, he gets in here after not using his YouTube channel for like a year and a half. He gets in here, he's like, "Hey guys, um, just want to talk about some Pokemon prices." <laughs> you know, boom, twenty thousand views. Yep. It went like not. I not had him on the trying. podcast. I had him on the podcast right when DGG went down. Okay, and he goes, "We're just talking about it." And after after the podcast, I was like, "All right." I know you got the inside fucking scoop, dude. Like, tell me what I should do to get into selling Pokemon and shit. And, like, I just keep hitting him up. Boom, boom, boom. And, like, he would tell me shit. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool. And then he and then he made this YouTube channel. I'm like, it's, it's so genius. Because, how, like, yeah, how many people want to get into something like that? And it's like, especially in the booming community right now, like, Absolutely. it does not matter. I, he could tell everyone every secret. There's a, not enough product for everyone. So it's just like... No, yeah. Even if he told everyone the secrets, they're not going to do it the right way. Exactly. And like, it's just it, like... It, <laughs> but it's, yeah, he's been killing it. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so smart. Like, he was in this whole avenue of being a coach and, like, team owner and this. and But it's like, he finally tripled down on what he really knows he fucking knows yeah. how to sell pokemon cards and how to run the, a business and it's like if i guess it just dawned on it's like you know what? i'll just make this youtube channel and i think i think that's what everyone's doing everyone's trying to figure out exactly what they're good at and like and once you find out what you're good at if you just triple down on it boom you look like danny phantom you got this fucking yeah youtube channel booming yeah <laughs> but yeah he um he open he does like mass box openings because he has a new store now yeah um coliseum. and he yeah pokemon coliseum and mm-hmm. he did uh like basically a spreadsheet breakdown of pull rates okay and i think it was like something like uh you get a rainbow v max i want to say in every 600 packs or something which and then he was so he said he got i think he opened like 1200 packs and he got one or two rainbow peak of boxes out of all that and i feel like things have changed since the beginning of rainbow cards like i feel like getting so one pikachu v max is special because it's the rainbow that everybody wants Mm because it's pikachu but i feel like rainbows were so much easier to get back in the beginning of the rainbow era i I agree Um, and i full arts as well because i've cracked I think four booster boxes now, Vivid Voltage, I want to say. And I've gotten one, I think I've gotten like one rainbow, one secret, not even a full art in every single box. Wow. Um, but no, they also have the amazing rares, which mm-hmm. are really cool to watch for too. Because like um, the amazing rares, I, I don't know. I could go on all day about Vivid Voltage because I think it's just, they killed it all around. Really? It's great for collectors because of amazing rares. Um, and there's, a Pikachu full art and a Pikachu rainbow. Okay. Um, it's great for pack opening content because even if it's a green code, you could still get an amazing rare. Okay. Um, because they're in the reverse slot. Um, I think it's really good for card design because we finally have things uh, that are V com- Maxes that are coming out that aren't as linear. So you have like Galarian Darmanitan uh, messing with bench damage. You have Orbital V Max with a unique ability we've never seen before. It's a Sand Slammer that works on your turn when you activate it um we have colossal v max with really ranged attack costs the first one that accelerates and does some damage the second one that's four energy but it, it kills everything 
Um, and then also card design like the Snorlax, it's a tropical beach in the active, and Dusknor, that's Crystal Beach, but on uh, Crystal Beach from back in the day that cancels all color, all special energies. Um, but it's on a Pokemon, the Shiftry, that makes all of your supporters, your opponent's supporters hop. Like, the card design was also really, really good. Um, and better than it has been for a few sets now, because I, I'm not going to spend the whole podcast complaining about tag teams, but the game has been downhill ever since Team Up. Like, the card designers are off something. I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I agree. But, um, yeah, the card design, and then also playability-wise, you do have a fair amount of cards that are playable. You have Stone Energy, um, you have Orbital VMAX that can be splashed in decks, especially in Expanded. It's good. Um colossal v max which is a new archetype it's not like ss triple tier or what any or whatever but it is a new archetype that's in the meta it's in the top 10 statistically working decks um we got whimsicott which is a new top 10 deck that's uh single prize based um so it, vivid voltage hit the mark everywhere for me in my opinion other than card quality because the, the centering has been garbage <laughs> um I've, I've seen i've seen it's even worse in europe yeah. um like Europe, there's car, there's V maxes that are like not even on the card. <laughs> like oh it's God. the cover. Um, but other than card quality, I think they hit collectible for going for master set. The cards look beautiful. Uh, you get like nine to eleven hits per box, so you never feel like you had a bad box. Uh, the amazing rares, the green codes mean something. Card design playability. I think it's an amazing set. So I've, uh, I'm a big fan. That's crazy because I was just saying how shitty it was. <laughs> I know no you're not you're not the only one I think I'm the minority there because so many people have been like a lot of content creators have been saying it's not that great but I I, I don't know maybe I look at it from another light because I also think that it's such a great content creator set because there are so many cards that are niche and can win games but aren't good in the whole of the standard metagame but they're good enough that you can do fun things with them that's so what, I've also looked at it from that light. Yeah, when you explain it the way you explain it, it's the best explanation I've gotten from anyone. Because um, I've had this conversation with a few people where I'm like, um, I, I I felt like Pokemon selling out where they're they're leaning towards uh, collectors. I, I felt like we got like one card or two cards that were like playable out of the set. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you put it the way you put it, um, I feel with that perspective, I feel like through like a rotation, these cards may be good. Hundred percent. Jirachi Amazing Rare is going to be the new Jirachi staple right. when Team Up Jirachi is gone. Yes, Things I like I, that. I, like, it's just a very bad state. I feel like uh, the standard is in a very bad state right now, and that when we have, and I feel like. I've said this since V V V cards have come out that they are nerfed cards with high HPs. They they've taken yeah. a lot of abilities from like past formats, as in like Shaman's abilities, stuff like that, as an mm-hmm. example, and just nerfed them to some degree, and then just stack two hundred HP or three hundred HP on something, and like it's so like. It's going to look bad because you throw these cards that are, are technically nerfed into a, a format where 
we had these fucking tag teams that were super busted. Like, behemoths. Behemoths, monsters. Crashing kind. onto the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And you're like, <laughs> it's like, for me as a player, I look at that, I'm like, why are you giving me this shit? Like, this shit yeah. can never do anything versus <laughs> this shit that we already have. Like, like you can see, and I, I think this is like a prime example of because Japan has like a month to test sets, if they even get a month at Creatures, because right. they do releases every one and a half to two months, I think. Yeah, something. Um, like, look at the VMAXs in Sword and Shield base. Snorlax VMAX, okay, great and expanded, but I don't think they create these cards no. with expanded in mind. So, Snorlax, Morpeko, Stonejourner, and I'm missing one, Lapras. They did nothing in Standard when they came out. No. They did zero. Z- zero. Absolute zero Dude. because guess what it was still better to slap an adp or a pika rum or a mewtwo on the board yes um and i like i t- i've talked about this a lot because tag teams and v max is a common theme of like my design discussions but um it's obvious to me that they made these v maxes to overpower tag teams like you said with their hp but while not one-shotting each other um and it still couldn't and then so they had to really raise the bar with something like eternatus v max and that still doesn't that still doesn't completely wipe out tag teams like i the tag teams whoever shipped that idea oh my god like pikaron will not die that shit will not it doesn't matter what you do to it it's like all right we had all these good cards we're gonna rotate all its support Mm-hmm. That shit won like last week. <laughs> like, Pikaram has the most wins in Vivid Voltage yeah. format. Will not. It lose. has. Uh, I've updated my data up until the first of December, and it had nine wins up until that, and it's the third most for placements overall. It's but it's the most for wins by over a, a double. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's also you. You can say that for a lot of reasons. It's popular, but also good players are playing it. So you yes. could say, oh, the deck only wins because people like Mike Fouché plays it. Well, do you think Mike Fouché would play it if he thought it was a bad deck? Exactly. No. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, that's always been an argument that I just can never get behind. It's like, <laughs> dude, that deck's only good because good players play it. I'm like, wait a minute. That makes... <laughs> I'm not... Like, I can't even have a conversation with you. Like, that's good players... Like- <laughs> okay, there's only a few good players that will play dumb shit, like Drew Bennett or Russell Lepar or people like or that. Grant Manley. Yes, like <laughs> they'll play dumb shit and make it look good. Like, yeah, that's a different. Story. That's a different when story. It's a, when it's a deck that has like eight spots in the top thirty-two, it's uh-huh. consistently top fouring or top eighting events. You can't say it's only because good players are playing it. Yeah. No, th- there are good players playing it, and they're getting that far with it because they're good. There's, a, there's <laughs> also the bad players good. playing it, and they're not. Yeah, exactly. They're not doing well. All right, like that. But they're doing decent. Like, uh, like let's say um, Grant Manley, second place uh, Wallstall from. Uh, 2017 Virginia Regionals, the the Arachnid, whatever. Yes. Uh, the one when James Arnold won the regionals. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's a perfect case there of okay, go. that you couldn't have handed that deck to anybody in the building exactly. and they would have won with it. But be, but you could say that for like ADPZ, you can hand ADPZ exactly. to the whole to the whole building and some people will succeed mm-hmm. with it because it's a good deck. Right. It's not just because good or, players are playing it. Or when everyone was playing, or, well, DGG was playing fucking Azorar Control. 
Yeah, well, Zora like, control. You can't just hand. There's everybody. like like that deck was only good in their hands. Like yeah, I remember going to league cups after that, and it was just the freest league cups ever because everyone's trying mm-hmm. to play this, and I'm like, you guys have no clue what you're doing. You don't yeah. you don't know anything. Like no yeah. clue. This is just free wins, and like it's there's there's definitely factors, but yeah, you can't yeah, sit there anyway. and see something so consistent and go, uh, it's only good because they played it. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, but like anyway, yeah. back to the Picarum versus V Maxes. They created Colossal, bro. Colossal <laughs> V Max. That card could have just been printed that says "Kill Picarum." It doesn't matter. And Picarum it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know. I look it at matters. Colossal and I'm like, that shit's garbage. But like, it mattered for one tournament. The first tournament on the day of release on November 13th. That night, somebody held an online tournament with like a hundred plus players, and only four people played Pika Rom. Right. After that, Pika Rom's been back. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they, they just took, they cooled off of it for one tournament in case everybody brought Colossal. Then Pika Rom's back oh, after that. Guess what? Pika Rom throws two Mewtwo into the mm-hmm. deck, and it's a fifty-fifty versus Colossal. Yeah. <laughs> it just does that. It's crazy because like you have Pika Rom and you have ADP, and you're like, what, like. Those cards are just so broken that the way Pokemon is going, which I think in the long run, this is good. It's good for the format. Um, you're you're nerfing everything, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a huge in like HP. I like I'm not happy about HPs. I don't think we need 400 HP. Um, right. But it is what it is. You, it sells like. When people see numbers that high, we got to the point where you had to make it a certain HP so tag teams weren't just bopping every new card that came out. That's true, but it's like, well, when's the power creep? And I think they finally started the down creep, where yeah, you don't have you have these Pokemon with very high HP, which is like okay, I will take the high HP over, um. Actually, I'm not. I can't even explain that. I'd rather have. <laughs> I'd rather have the more fun abilities and the yeah. more fast pace and less HP. Um, mm-hmm. But they went to the approach of we're gonna give them high HP. We're gonna make this a two-shotting game. We're gonna slow the game down. Um, but we won't see that. We won't see that until we get rid of these broken cards. Which mm. uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's just like it's so hard yeah. to judge stuff when there's not live events. I think. Um, online events are cool and all, and I think a lot of people play, but, um, the level of preparation and, and, um, actually caring, I think is a lot higher when you're competing for points and, and yeah, there are a few, I'll say there's a few online events where I personally know how much preparation and metagaming and testing goes into it. So, like, the POG 2020. Yes. I'm not sure if you were back into following did, the game. I did or play. Still on your brain. I, play, I played in the POG 2020. Okay, great. Yeah. So, the POG 2020. It's the only one I played. That, that was, like, for weeks, for probably a mm-hmm. month. I was preparing. I was coaching people for the POG 2020 format. I was writing articles for it, videos, streaming, everything. Um, making secret decks just like it was a real tournament again. Yes. Um, And so for that, 
and you can see the preparation that went into that because of the deck that uh, Sander Wojcik got second with. Yeah. Like, I think it had, like, 31 ofs or something in it. That's like, a, that wasn't crazy. a deck he threw together the night before and played, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that was a deck that testing and thought went into. Right. Um, so, like, for the POG 2020, there was a lot of thought. Uh, for the Limitless qualifiers, they were, like, 1,300 people. Yeah. Um, and then the Limitless Invitational, which I got second in, yes. and my deck also got first in. Because yes. so much thought went into that tournament uh, for Tomb Count. Um, and then the other ones, uh, any of the ones with money basically involved. Yeah. Um, so, like, um, the I think it was the GG Tour Chill Regional last weekend. There was, like, that almost was 400, 400 people, people in it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did really badly. My mom got top 32, though. Um, so, like, people have been testing for those. Um more so than the ones that are just for packs and pride and having fun on a yeah. weeknight. So there are different level of competitive and quality of online events and like, okay, how many of the good players are rolling up to this and how many of them tested for it? Yes. I think like it definitely varies. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to say. That's like, but I can almost guarantee you when we go to a regional that shit has gone down or shit is about to go down in a hotel room. We're going to figure out almost <laughs> what the best deck at that point in the meta is. And mm-hmm. um, it's hard to say um, right now. But I think... I, I could be completely wrong. I could You could have just people that are just super bored out of their minds. And what are they going to do? I'm going to sit here and I'm going to test this Orvedal deck until I get this shit right. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. I think that, like, especially with cards like that, where... There are there's so much potential when you look at a card yeah. and you like there are cards I read and I'm like that card is good. It's not good right now, but that card is good. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like in any other yeah, world, sure. that card is busted. But like yeah, yeah. right now, we live in Pikaram and ADP <laughs> oh, fucking universe. World. So that card is yeah. okay. Yeah, I um uh, there there was a. Probably while we're recording this, it might still be going on. But the the Sword and Shield on league that Pablo Mace is oh, running, I've seen that. I've seen that. Um, so like thirty percent of the meta was Zosh and V decks, and people are complaining about that. Um, Isn't there only like, like four sets? There's, there's four sets. Yeah, there's only exactly. four sets. Like, what are your options here? You don't have many <laughs> options. Four sets. Like, I don't care how many people are playing a Zoshin deck. I care if the format's fun and if it's skill based. That's all that I care yes. about. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I've that's had like this... people complaining about Zorark back in the day. Correct. Like, the, Zorark. Okay, yeah, maybe like fifty percent of the tournament was Zorark decks, but, but so it... many of them played differently. Yes, that like, like the shit Zorogar, you could do with yes, rocks or pods or there's control, so much shit you could do. Like Zorark was like <laughs> an engine with a great attack, and mm-hmm. it it was one of the most healthiest cards in the game, I believe, because yeah. it gave you. It gave cards that sh- didn't have a chance a chance because it, it gave them a draw engine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I'm going to throw Gardevoir in this bitch now because mm-hmm. I can get my rare candies right now. Boom, boom. And, like, you just seen the potential of every card, especially when you look at a player like Tord who took that Zork and was like, I'm going to do everything with it until I figure out what yeah. is busted. And like, or Stefan Ivanov yeah. with uh, checkmate, checkmate Zorark. Exactly. That's that's the perfect um, example. Uh, like I'm going to do everything. <laughs> the, the checkmate. Um, I I originally the checkmate. 
I was told came was was straight coming from uh, um, Tord and, and 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 fucking the limitless guys. The limitless guys. They it was at NAIC lat the last NAIC. They were yeah. they were gonna pull it out, but they could. They had a they could not beat Zapdos, and so oh, okay. so they pulled the the checkmate out and and put in um, Muck. The, the, okay. the card you needed for checkmate, they pulled them out and just put in the muck variant. And but then, but uh, fucking what's his name sent me the checkmate list, and then I started running that shit at cups, and like oh, okay. unstoppable. I was like, that's the most fun <laughs> I've ever had. You had to think harder than anyone's ever thought in the universe. And like, I would travel to like California, so so you have a fucking Vegas kid. Coming over here trying to disrespect your fucking community and take your points away from you. And he's playing the most degenerate fucking deck in the universe. Where, like, <laughs> it's crazy because you played the fucking Mr. Mime. Where you would take an extra prize with the Jirachi Prism Star. And it was like, boom. And, like, mm-hmm. it blew people's fucking minds. And, like, mm-hmm. once I seen that deck, I was like... I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> like yeah. there's people that are thinking outside the box and like they're killing. But like, if you look at the format now, I, I what well, we have Cincino, I guess. I mean, there's potential, but, but the fucking attack is just too good. Like the Zark's attack, that card is just, ah, I miss it. And a lot so, of people hated it, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the Zorark. So like right now, the problem is, our cards are very linear, um, and I'm going to talk about this more, like, on, in a future video, like, actually dive you into probably. it, but, like, I I had a patron ask something about this, and I talked about it, so, like, if you, um, if you look at nine, Alone Ninetales GX, right, so Alone Ninetales GX has Ice Blade that can snipe 50 to something. It has Blizzard Edge that can bop something in the active for 160 and you have to discard two. It has Ice Path, which fully heals it and puts all the damage counters on the opponent. Three really different attacks. Yes. And then we have something like Eternatus VMAX today that has one attack. <laughs> you either use it or you don't. Yes. It That's is. the problem with the game today. I agree. I agree a lot. It's fucking... It's, it's nutty. And like... You, you, you don't have any options and... The HPs are so high, and the numbers mm-hmm. don't add, like. I'm such an advocate of the numbers adding up that it bothers me that I do 290 for no fucking reason. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> I hate that <laughs> like, so much. I'm like, I could like, do 170. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, why I am I doing do 290? 290 or 170, yeah. and, and it's going to be the same next turn. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. The uh, only like, reason we have to hit those numbers is because tag teams. Yeah. But tag teams weren't here. I mean, yeah. So like, tag teams kind of started this whole. Like we need to do something about this, yes. and like, um, I don't know. Do you follow Magic the Gathering at all? I'm not super into it. Okay, so my favorite YouTuber is a Magic YouTuber. It's okay. Alpha Investments. Um, and he's mostly like a collecting and selling and buying and investing kind of guy, but he knows about the game. He talks about that too, and like, the power creep in Magic. Like, people were discussing like. It got to a point where people, players aren't going to buy the next set if we don't make these cards better than the last one. But it's gotten so out of hand that these cards are doing such degenerate things that we have to ban them every set. And that's how it's gotten in Magic. Now, with Pokemon right now, 
I would argue you could make cards, an entire set of cards that are not playable right now until rotation. And 90% of those sales are from collectors and buyers, investors, sellers. They'll still buy the cards if you put something shiny in the set. I think Hmm? you did that with, I think you did that with Vivid Voltage. They almost did. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. It's close. And and that's, I like where it's going because of that. Um, but like I'm saying, like entire blocks. So it's like I'm, I'm very scared what they're going to do after Vmax because, as we know, every like half block or like two thirds the way through a block, they implement one like new half strategy mm-hmm. or one new mechanic. Like they implemented tag teams for the last four sets. Yeah. I'm worried they're going to introduce some super gigantic three legend piece you have to put on the <laughs> thing like five. Five prize I hope they don't. I hope they go down. I hope it's like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they could go down and just put a secret rare Charizard to bump their sales. And I think they do that every set the... now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Shit. exactly. Shiny but, Charizard, put it in there. Put com- it in there. Competitive, competitive players are like ten percent or less of their yeah. sales. Yeah. Like competitive players are so little. Like it's buyers, investors, kids at the market. Mm-hmm. Like it's whatever that are buying these cards. The and especially right now, players are none of their sales right now. Nope, they don't care. Um, so, like, they could completely nerf everything back down to, like, Sun and Moon base era and just wait for rotation. And as long as there's secret rares in the set, they would sell to the collectors and everybody, yeah. you know? Um, like, I think Pokemon as a franchise has that option because they don't need to put playable cards to sell right now because mm-hmm. the people buying these things the majority don't care if the card can be played or not. Nope. Like, you can look at Champion's Path. There's literally two cards in that in that thing that are worth anything. And it sells, like, hotcakes. And like, I couldn't even tell you if there's any that are used in competitive play. No, there isn't. Altaria. Altaria. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. It's a 50-cent card. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I pull, I, I got a box, and I, like, open it. I got, like, all these full arts. I didn't get the Charizards. I didn't get the shiny Charizard. And I'm like, all right, I... Sh- I probably made my, I mean, I got like six full arts or something. I probably made my fucking money, at least got my money back. These cards are worth a dollar. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, it goes from a dollar to $4,000 on the chart. I'm like, I have, I have my champion's path sealed for that reason. Yeah. I'm like, it's such a volatile set. Yeah. Um, but the shiny star V or whatever it's called, shining fates. That's a different story. Yes. Shiny. Yes. That's, like, Champion's Path is a joke compared to that. So. Yes. The Shiny Star V is going to um, be... Like, can you even get... Like, are we going to be able to get our fucking hands on it is the question. I pre-ordered some, but that's if the store I pre-ordered from even gets their exactly. allocations. <laughs> it becomes like, how many people are going to try to get actually, this shit? Yeah. And what are we actually... Are we getting an e, Elite Trainer box? Like, what are we getting here? Yeah, we're getting uh, ETB and tens, I think. Yeah, but I'm not sure if they're all coming I, out. I thought I'd just seen like a box for shiny, um, shiny crobat. Cro- yeah, crobat. Shiny. Oh yeah, there's crobat. a crobat box too. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. That's I'm a like, thing too. I'm like, I like it, but like, I don't know. It's gonna be, it is gonna be content fucking heaven. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna hate shiny Pokemon at this point. <laughs> but like in my in my personal opinion, if you can get your hand on one of each shiny, you should do it. 
And, mm-hmm. like, I think you wait. I think, um, like, right now, I, I personally picked up one of each shiny of, uh, what was it, Hidden Fates? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the price on that, like, for all the baby, like, non-GXs. Everything in Shiny Bolt. Yeah. Everything in Shiny Bolt, non-GXs, like, mm-hmm. to get all of it was less than 200 bucks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's it was good. less than 200 bucks to get one, at least one of, a, uh, of each non-GX. And that master collection will probably like buy a house in ten years. Yes, that's what, that's why I was like, I was like, that's just an easy like. I like can look worst, at worst case scenario, you need that two hundred bucks in a few years, so you just sell it for a couple hundred yes, dollars more than easy. you bought it. Like that, that's the worst that, case. Scenario. Like it's not going down. Like I, yeah. I show people, I'm like, there's a Triku star. It's literally just a shiny Triku. That yeah. shit is like four grand. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Do you see all these shiny little Pokemon? Just, just pick them up. They're fucking cheap yeah. right now. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? shiny under five bucks is yes. better than buying a stock. Just, yes, <laughs> just take it. Who knows? Put it in a binder and wait. One day you might just wake up and go, um, I, can, I, I can retire. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. That's, how, that's how it is now, yeah. But right. as far as playing goes... Um, I uh, I really want to get back into tournaments, man. Oh, <laughs> I want to be in the tournament. I was talking to Raul when I had him on the podcast, and he was like describing the atmosphere and like the way he described it. It gave me fucking chills, dude. And I'm like, we took that for granted so hard, and like being in an arena, and I, I think it's going to be super toxic. Um, when we do go back. The first time we go back, I think it will be super toxic. I think there'll be so much of, like, how could you go back, you know? And, like, uh, even even if, like, there's just people like that. They're like, we're, we're not ready to go back. They're, I think that's going to be an issue. But if you can just look past that, I think it's going to be insane. I think, especially the, the, the way the Pokemon community is right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's We're gonna not be people there. It's not even there to play. If I feel bad for the We're TO. Not... Whoever the fucking TO is of that first <laughs> event, <laughs> it's going to be the biggest event in probably Pokemon history. Yeah, like, like we will have a regional championships that's bigger than any Nats. Yes, I hope it's not somewhere trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's in like Tuscan, Ohio, or some shit. I'm like, <laughs> give me like a city, baby. But. I think it's going to be, it should be fun, and uh, I mean, cross my fingers, rule thing is, is calling that we're going to Worlds next year. We're going, the, by May, we're going back to events. Um, yeah, I read a New York Times article, like, yesterday or two days ago, um, and they said they, like, the timeline due to vaccines is that large gatherings should be frequent and safe by May. Yeah, that's what, um, I hope. Now, I hope that's true. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that means that... I saw something like if you get the COVID vaccine, you'll have to like have a card like that uh, certifies you. <laughs> it's going to be such a weird place. <laughs> um, and I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard something about that. And I also don't know what other countries are going to be doing. Yeah. So I, I know that's like the timeline people are saying for North America right now. Um, but who knows if like we'll be able to travel to other continents yeah, for but... something like Worlds? Um, but I hope in 2021 I'm playing real cards again because like 
as far as like restrictions and the pandemic being safe, I have been in my house at my internship and even my school is completely online right now. Nope. Cause like I live with my grandma who's older and at risk. So I haven't done anything since the pandemic hit. Yeah, but that gives me a lot of time nothing. to uh, feel my computer. So. Right. Like, <laughs> <Big cop. laughs> I, I fell into like, on, like, I don't even remember what I've been doing. I literally haven't left the house. I'm like, yeah. I, I, at one point, my, I was postmating every day. And I'm like, what am I doing? I look at my bank statement. I'm like, there's all my money. It's going yep. to postmates because I'm, don't want to leave the house. And I'm like, dude, I I finally snapped out of it. I got my shit together. I'm like a whole new person. I started this podcast again. Everything's great. I'm um, glad you're back. Yes, it's fucking... It's, it's insane. Like, a month ago... I sent a picture to roll a, maybe a month ago. And I'm like, do you... I don't know who this is. Like, it was a picture of me. And I'm like, I don't know who this person is. But this needs to change. And, like, I talked to him. He's like... Dude, uh, you're fucked up. You got like you. Um, he he was real with me. He's like, the, I'm looking at this picture. You got something's got to go. And like, mm-hmm. and then I took a picture a month later. And I'm like, these are two different people. We've we've yeah. we've fucking made it. Like, as, as 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 like one month doesn't sound like a lot, but it's insane how much my life has changed in one month. And like, yeah. Well, that, I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking as, ecstatic, to be honest. As somebody in the mental health profession, like, we're preparing, like, myself, like, my program, like, we're preparing for, for decades to come. We're probably going to be counseling people on, like, PTSD of the pandemic. Yes. Because, like, it, it's going to be, like, what, like, similar to how people who weren't involved in 9-11 still had trauma mm-hmm. from just the events surrounding it, like, or, like, the Great Depression, like, it's probably going to be something like one of those, like, because, like, whether you were cooped up or you had family members catch it or you're recovering from it or you had anxiety about catching it, it's something. It's, it's affecting something. everybody. Yeah, I think it's crazy. Because, like, even, like, I'll go to the grocery store and it's, like, anxieties. It's crazy. You're like, mm-hmm. I haven't been around people in months and then Mm -hmm. i'm in an area that has a large amount of people and i'm like it doesn't feel right you don't feel right being there and everything's like and then like you hear because you're on fucking social media so much you're like i can't believe these people did and then you're like get guilty i'm like dude i I shouldn't have went to the fucking store i shouldn't have went to the (laughs) store (laughs) like as dumb as that sounds like (laughs) like that shit goes through people's minds it's like Man, these people will be. These people are right. Like I shouldn't have left my house. Blah blah. But it's like, I know you gotta do what you gotta do at this point. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I stand in my own lane. I don't care what anyone else does. You, you do what you want. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully we, uh, we'll see. We get safe that, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, we'll, we'll see what this whole Joe Biden thing happens. Uh, we're gonna get yeah. shut down or something. Whatever. I'm just like, just give me, give me a a light. When when people say May, I'm like, like at least give me some hope, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we've been in the dark for who not for seven yeah, eight months exa- now. Exactly. Like, I mean, if we have to, you know, we've we've done this for basically the whole year. Mm-hmm. If we have to do it for another six months to get out, then I'm let's do it. Right. Yeah. Like, I just need a, I need a light. 
on the internet. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I, I don't think I ever got back to touch on it when, um, basically when, so when the pandemic started, um, I just, I went to Dallas regional. So that was the last mm-hmm. event I got to go to. I was there. And the only, the only one after that was Collinsville. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to that one. Um, but yeah, so Dallas happened, like day two'd, uh, my crew that you know we worked on decks together and everything hunter butler was part of that mm-hmm. he won the whole thing yep. you know feeling really hype like i'm working with a good group of people i just hit 2k subs on youtube which Ooh. i'm about i'm 10 i think i'm like 50 away from 5,000 right now so big big growth <laughs> but um but yeah just hit 2k subs on youtube i day two my crew's doing really well uh i'm i actually took off the year up until that point for local events i was only going to regionals and stuff um so i was going to like go really hard q4 for league cups just to finish out my world's invite yeah um get all of my league cups at once kind of thing um and then in i guess end of february or early march was when covid started getting bad and we weren't sure if like places were going to lockdown people weren't wearing masks yet and I remember I was, uh, my grandma was getting surgery because we thought she was going to have to get her leg cut off. And luckily they found like a vein and they were able to like save her oh, leg. Good, good. Um, but I was in like the hospital waiting room when I saw that Toronto got canceled after people showed up to it. Yeah, I remember that. The, the, like the government's on the TV saying like, you know, this is a pandemic. We're going in, we're going to be taking precautions the hospital's telling us we have to leave and they don't know if we can come back um it's like it was scary and like i was like thinking about pokemon like i felt like i had i was peaking like i was growing Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh god everything's ending like what was this all for like we're not gonna have tournaments for who knows how long are we gonna have worlds and i remember I, i tweeted something out like um like i'm concerned about uh basically the future of my content and everybody else's content because like if we don't have tournaments like who's going to care to watch like our channel's just going to die like i was talking about like tricky jim and azul and people who make their living in their they've made this their career what are they going to do so i was very very like unhopeful i guess about this working out for the online Pokemon community, especially with how uh, poor TPCI and PTCGO had been in the past. Um, but yeah, it, it looks like it ended up turning out okay. Ooh, I, right. I, I started um, what I would call full-time content creating oh. sometime over the summer. Um, so like in the summer, I was streaming, I think like three to five days a week, but con- video every single day on YouTube. And since school has come back, I had to stop streaming as frequently. Um, but yeah, it's been like full con- full-time content pretty much in addition to school and work. And I'm lucky that Pokemon, the community, has really come together. Right. Um, I think it's it was It was kind of surprising. And TPCI really, really like put work into it this yes, year I agree. Regard- now I- i've said this in a lot of my own videos i don't know what it is that stops them from fixing ptcgo like if it's a contract oh. or if it's japan or if it's like a higher up at tpci 
Um, but other than PTCGO being a god awful client, <laughs> TPCI has really shown that they're trying for the yeah. community and they're listening, year. which is like, yeah, I think in the past, I, I think I've quoted myself saying like, um, they don't give a shit what we say, you know, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, finally, we see change based off like stuff that people are talking about, which is actually insane. Like when they yeah. did when they changed the player cup too to to the the way they did it, I was like, mm-hmm. uh, that was a miracle. Like a miracle just yeah, happened because I felt like it was because it was exactly what I asked for in a video. Yep, it was a it, miracle. It was ex- I was I was like, <laughs> give us a set amount of entries and let us enter those many tournaments yep. and see who comes out on top after that. I was like, that was a miracle. And like <laughs> it's so it, it was dope. I think it was dope. And I like. When the pandemic hit, I just, like, my shit was all bad. Because I just gave up 20k subscribers. I changed, I was on Soccer Scoop channel, which had 20k subs. I, I decided, hey, I I want to build my own platform. Um, I don't want to ride the coattails of Chum. Um, which I could have easily just stayed there. And, 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 like, I mean, not to throw shade at someone like Andrew Mahone, um, who was gifted a, a channel with, uh, that many subscribers and, and turn it into his own, which in long run, definitely probably a smarter option um, to do would, would, would have been to there, but I'm super ego driven and um, I hate to hear shit like that. So I was like, you know, what? I'm fucking, I'm going to start my own channel. I'm going to try to build it myself. And if I can't build it myself, then what was the point anyways? And mm-hmm. We we jump into it and it was going pretty well. I think we were getting pretty good viewership, and then then the pandemic hit, and I did that tournament, and like I, like the viewership on the tournament wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, and um, then I'm talking about fucking Animal Crossing on my podcast, and I'm like I have a hundred subscribers. I'm like what? Oh fuck this! And then, <laughs> and then I'm glad I'm back. I'm I'm like and I'm looking. Uh, uh, at things and I, I know it's going to take time like everything takes time just is like just put out content consistently and see what happens and like yeah, absolutely one of the one of the dopest things that I've gotten was someone sent me um their Spotify you know the update thing mm-hmm. and that that my podcast was the, their number one podcast that they watched all year and nice they had like a streak of in one day they watched five episodes. I'm like, when I've seen that, I'm like, dude, that's all that matters to me. Like if yeah. one person sent me that, it's like, okay, I don't like, I could, I could get 10 views for the rest of my fucking life. But if someone sent me that every year where they sat and like on their number one watch podcast, I'm like, dude, it's all worth it. Because like, yeah, that's especially funny. like someone sat there and watched five episodes. That's five hours of listening to my dumb ass. And they did it. <laughs> I'm like, that's insane. I like it. Yeah. Like it changes the way you think. Like, and yeah. that's why, like when I say like comments and like subscriptions and like reviews on, on like iTunes and stuff, like dude, that shit means the world to content creators. Like mm-hmm. just your little words of like, Hey, I liked your shit. Um, yeah. It like that could be the reason they just continue doing this. Like you, mm-hmm. like your little word of "Hey, I think you're doing a good job" could change the course of a whole channel, which is insane. Yeah, I, I mean, hundred percent. Like 
back before I was a 1K subscriber or more YouTuber, mm-hmm. like, people didn't really know me that much up until, like, I don't I don't even know when. But, like, <laughs> uh, now, I, now I think, like, Mr. Network has become, like, a name that people <laughs> in the Pokemon community know. But it, had, it hasn't been like that for very long. And, like, two years ago, I was just, I was riding off the fumes of contents and, of comments and, mm-hmm. like, support from viewers and stuff. Because I wasn't even making money yet. No. Like, just two years ago. And I was, like... You know, like that, that really matters. And it really matters to all sizes of yes. content creators. Like um, somebody like Andrew or Azul probably can't respond to every single comment they get. But like it matters to you no matter how many viewers or how many subs you get. Mm-hmm. Like the people that comment and let you know that like they appreciate the entertainment or the comments or the, the views, whatever it is that you're giving them. Um, It really means a lot. Yeah, I think. That's like a really good way to end this podcast, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, people, it's you're listening to this, and it's like your your words matter, and like stay positive out there. Like um, the content that that's being put out now um, is being put out under a whole different atmosphere from um, the Pokemon community than it has ever been, and. Um, to see people thrive is like insane to see someone like Azula, which I praise all the time and Andrew Mahone, I praise all the time. And, um, I remember having you on the podcast and saying like, you're up and coming. Like I, like we got in the Pokestats group together and like, mm-hmm. I, and then I watched you do so well. Like you got so much better at the game, uh, playing the game. I was like, like we're sitting in this Pokestats group with so many good players that are not known. It's like, eventually, these names are going to be fucking known. And I think that um, if we didn't go into this whole lockdown, that... I mean, even then, you're, you're, you're still killing it in, in these online tournaments. And I think there's a lot of people that um, no one knew about um, that are doing so much better in these online tournaments. And we'll see. The, the, that's a whole nother discussion we can... Yeah, like if some it, other day. if they turn over rate yeah. IRL, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which with that 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 will be a fun discussion sometime. But uh, I think yeah, <laughs> when it comes to content creating, um, we're in a good spot. And yeah, everybody's doing good work right now. And, and I think the support we're all pushing from each other. Everyone, yes, <laughs> I think I think that's one thing that I've learned a lot because. Um, when I did have 20k subs and I had um, people DMing me all the time about blah 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 went on this podcast after yours and I'm like this isn't a competition guys like Mm -hmm. I think we there's like I said like the same thing where Danny's giving away all these secrets it's not it's not that we're thriving together Mm -hmm. like I bring people on you like you on and stuff because I think you're very popular. I think the content you put out is great, and um, I I like to give people a platform where you can sit down and listen to someone like you talk for an hour and and talk about how content creation is going on in the Pokemon community, which is it, it's dope. And I really appreciate all these people. I appreciate all the content. Um, but uh, I'm going to give you the floor if you have 
sponsors because I know you got some sponsors. I know you got a few <laughs> shout outs. You're, you're Mr. Almost 5K now. So let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's hear it. Yeah. Um, so you can check me out. Celio's network on pretty much everything. YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter. I got that nasty underscore between Celio's and network. Yes. It's, it's, um, a, it's, it's under <laughs> your name right now. Yeah. Um, I upload daily on the YouTube and I stream when I can. Typically weekends when I'm playing in a tournament. Um, shout out to Zach for having me on this podcast, of course. I'm really happy you're back into <laughs> it, brother. Um, shout out PoTownStore.com, uh, who is my sponsor. And they have been lovely in taking care of me with when I need codes to compete in tournaments and things like that. And they've been supporting me since prior to the pandemic it's been yeah. i think it's exactly one year that i've been working with potownstore.com and i'm really happy to stick with them um so you can use my code celio for five percent off over there if you're shopping for ptcgo codes they have everything in stock pretty much all the time that you could ever need for ptcgo and um yeah just i highly encourage you to just like when you're on the suggested videos or like looking through youtube for pokemon content just look at some different content creators and check them out like there's a lot of hidden gems that have really gotten more popular over the pandemic because they weren't necessarily the top competitive players people like little dark fury who uh, i think he's underrated and he makes uh crazy rogue decks and aura bomb um some people that like haven't been aren't people that you see at every single regional and top eight, but they're really great content creators. Um, so I highly suggest looking out there because if you think, you know, every PokeTuber, you probably don't. No, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, that's uh, all for me. Awesome, dude. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, absolutely. But for now guys, dude, we're just gonna scoop it up. Oh.